Outtake. We got what's on the feet. I'm going to put this in the beginning before we start. Before we start, you know, this is the end of the podcast. But we just ended. Uh, we got what's on the feet. Sammy's going to show what's on the feet. Ooh, I got my Air Trainer ones right here. In my 1980s, originally. New colorway. I forgot the official name. I call them the Peach Cobblers. They look like Peach Cobblers. <laughs> so I've just been saying that so much. That's what, that's what they are. All right. I got, we got some more orange. Got my Gatorade, uh, my Gatorade Jordan ones, the orange. Uh, they just call orange. But anyway, <laughs> inspired by Gator Gatorade. You know, Gatorade Star University of Florida. So we got that, and then the other shoe, Green Lace. So y'all know what it is. All right, enjoy the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. This is another episode of Uncle Strip. It has been a minute. Since I've had time to do off the strip, but my guy Xavier's in town. So we are here. What up, y'all? How you been, man? Cool, cool, cool. You know, basics, work, lifting weights, getting hurt. <laughs> so uh talk look, let's go over the weight stuff. How's your training? So contextually for the people, uh we have Testing tomorrow. We're gonna do the 225 test on bench. That's when you bench press uh, as many reps you can at 225. And then you're also gonna do a clean and jerk. Trying to at least 225. Clean and jerk? Yeah. And you're just doing just a clean and jerk? Or is that anything else? Just that. I'll do 225 test also. So 225 clean jerk. And I'm gonna sell the clean jerk because my shoulders are terrible. Yeah. I also haven't been trained for it. Uh, It'll be fun. We'll do a little YouTube thing on it because uh, uh, Zach's been working on the gym. Oh, yeah. Like he's uh, he's expanding it kind of. So you know how there's like the the gym and then there's that front part. Well, he took that wall out, and then he's trying to make uh, the whole thing the gym. Mm. So, so um, they don't sell the stuff in the front room. No, they they still will, uh, but it'll just be there's no lobby. Because I don't, think, I guess people aren't really like coming in and sitting down, and you know they're taking them to go. Yeah. So he's just gonna take that lobby down and make it a, a gym. So that, but people still come in and just and there's like there's still the bar. So if you still want to come in and sit, you got the bar. Gotcha. But we'll we'll do some stuff on that. But <clears throat> so what have you been doing for training? Ah oh, man, training. So around uh, just June, I started a new program about June. So I was three days a week Olympic lifts only. So I would do Monday, man, I did the uh, hang clean. I, mean, yeah, I started off with hang clean. I kind of just took out all the hang stuff. So I started off with a clean, full clean and jerk, five by one, about 80% of max. And then uh, snatch, because it was hang, that's regular snatch. So snatch, three by two at 75%. Then I had pull-ups back when I was doing going to a commercial gym. Yeah. I don't, I don't do that no more. Kind of a little too boogie for that now, man. God, I feel a little too good, you know. <laughs> Equipment be a little dirty. So, you know, I was doing that for Monday and uh, back squats. Um, a few, you know, a few stuff like that. Then Wednesday, I'll come in, flip flop, nine, three by two, clean and jerk, five by one, snatch. Uh, 
some new raises, which, you know, kind of like louder raises, just like a modification. Mm-hmm. The Chinese got a little, little big lift that he does now. And Friday will be like a cool day, just two heavy singles. So almost maxing about 95% clean jerk for you know, one rep. Right. 95% snatch for one rep, which, man, Friday, I'm beat. Oh yeah, he yeah. got me like burn. All right, then after that, I do uh, three by three clean deadlift. Uh, you know, deadlift from the clean position, which felt a lot different. Mm-hmm. So like, all right, you know, I can't lift as much, but trying to get that motion of coming out from that process. So yeah. I was like, man, I'm really working on my forms. Like, better move big weight, look cool. Right. Like, yeah. But then uh, the two twenty five test, like a month ago, a month ago, I switched it. Now, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I mean, bench press and squats. So, do that in there also. Okay. I mean, um, so you say you're going, you're going for 225 on the clean jerk. And that would be a PR? Yeah. And then, uh, how many are you going for on the bench? Oh, man. I know you haven't really been training for it, because yeah. I kind of randomly, hey, dude, let's do a, you know, so super random, but how, well, what's your PR on it? I think I hit three solo. Three. You think you can hit? You can match it? I can't match it. You think so? I hit the 25 once the other day. My shoulder was a little janky. I was like, yeah, I probably got two max in me. I might be able to do two. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, it, it's, it's, don't train for it. It's, it's tough. Man, it's, it don't seem like a lot. Like one extra rep, like can't be that dude. Man. Oh, right. So one extra, <laughs> it's one extra rep of 225. So instead of. You know, if you do 225 once, the total weight move was 225. If you do 225 twice, total weight's 550 or yeah. 450. That's a huge, you know what I'm saying? Total weight moves a huge difference. Yeah. You know, it's one rep. Yeah. yeah. Speaking, man, you seen that trying to do, uh, the guy at the Hulk trying to do that 225 for 100 reps? Huh? The big guy. Black the guy. Oh, big black guy with the beard? Yeah, yeah Hulk, yeah. He's trying to do 100 reps. Did he get it? Uh, he hit like 88. Was it, it was it straight? Was it straight? Like he did straight, like not in sets of ten. That's the goal. He, how many he get to? He, nah, I think he did eighty-eight. Uh, at least I'm, if everything's correct, you know, somebody fact check me, whatever. But I think he did eighty-eight because he was like, I'm training to hit the hundred, but they said I couldn't do it. You know, and then he went to that hole. Like, I can do it. Right, hundred reps. Ooh, shit, that's a lot. Yeah, like man, <laughs> <laughs> I crumbled. For me, so. Uh, yeah, for me, my training, it's kind of, kind of boring. Well, boring. Anyway, I was good. So, uh, Monday, so I'm doing six days a week. Monday, when, Monday through Saturday. Monday, Wednesday. Oh, man, I forgot. No, Monday, yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Friday is leg days. And I, I, I basically do, uh, I always squat. Monday, I would squat and then just do like extension RDLs, yada yada yada. Wednesday I squat and deadlift. And then uh, Friday I was just squatting with some accessory work. So I'm only deadlifting once a week at the moment uh, because I'm not focused at deadlift is gonna be heavy emphasized next program, which starts next week. Because that's why I wanted to test this Saturday, because this is the end of my summer program. So I moved to fall, which is focused on legs. So it's gonna be heavy, hand clean. Uh, deadlift and squat. But anyway, and then Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday is bench and then accessory work, primarily bench. And what I've been doing is at the end of, um, and then, uh, yeah, 
that's how it was. I switched it a little bit. So the past few weeks, since we're really getting close to the, the 225 test, so I would always do a set of 10. Uh, every time I do bench, I always do a set of 10, no matter what program I'm in, period. And uh, over time, you, you know, if you do set to 10 at 225 or 230, if you do it every time you bench, eventually it gets easy, you can add five pounds. Yeah, yeah. so that's kind of what I did. I think earlier this year, so I backed, I digressed. Remember I told you that one time I digressed and went, whatever. So I did set to 10, I could barely do 225. So I was doing like two, oh, uh, I was doing like 215. And then I got back into it and I just, every couple of weeks I'd add five pounds, five pounds. So now I'm built, uh, now I'm up to 265 for a set of 10. Oof. And so what I did is, since we're getting close, I would do three sets of two at 295. Nothing crazy heavy, something smooth, and just kind of more warm. And then do a set of 10 at 265, set of 10 at 245, a set of 10 at, or a burnout set at 225. So the first time it was like, I got 11. Same time I got 12. Third time I got 13. I think I did like 14 or 15 uh, this past time I did it. But that's kind of how I've been training for it. It's just always in a burnout set, of, or doing that set at 10 at the end of bench. And just every couple weeks, just try to go up. So and the goal, the my, my end game of doing that, though, is to eventually do it every single time. So maybe a year or two down the road, I keep adding five pounds every three, four weeks or so. I'm going to be at the point where I'm at. I'm knocking that 300 for set of 10. That's how you, that's how you get up there. Like that, you know, uh, just SLS. So maybe, you know, around two years, if I'm doing a set of 10 every time I base, I'm basically two, three times a week. You know, two years, I could be to the point out on five. I'm at pretty good team now. Instead of ten, <laughs> but we'll see. My my goals twenty, two twenty five for set of twenty. Uh, that's my yeah. the, that's my goal. It's to break the twenties because my what what I, was it seventeen or eighteen was my PR. It was seventeen, right? I think seventeen and a half. So yeah, so I I couldn't get that eighteenth rep. Yes, yeah, so seventeen. So the goal, I think. <clears throat> I think I'm stronger than I was then bench-wise, but I don't know because I digress so much to where I don't know if I'm back where I'm at or if I'm, you know, right where I'm at or if I'm stronger. I'm not sure. But I could tell you I wasn't doing 265 for set of 10. Now, I wasn't doing the set of 10 at the end of my stuff, so I don't know if I could have been doing, you know, doing that. Yeah. But we'll see. We will see. I started working. I got a job. I'm in corporate now. Oh yeah, tell tell them yeah, about the. Yeah, I tell them all the stuff, man. All the perks. The perks are nice. I'll admit, like corporate industry versus school. Like you know, it, it's also I'm in I'm in a big corporation, so it's like a facility, like a campus. Yeah, we got gyms, we got cafeterias, we got a basketball court, you know, a health center, all the basic stuff. You don't really have to leave once you get there. Right. So it's nice. I'm, I'm man, and half the gyms are fresh. Don't nobody be in there. And people who are in there, they're not lifting heavy. You know, they're like the treadmills, the stair masters. Right. So it's almost it's like bodybuilding. Nah, it's like real equipment. Yeah. Like, oh, man, this is a steal. And I'm just going to 20 mile fitness. And everything's like dirty. I'm just like, ooh, I know this is slimy. I'm touching it. Yeah. I can't do this no more. So I'm done with that. But the corporate life, cool, man. You know, I still get to do some science stuff. Um, 
still some physical stuff in there. So research or not. But yeah, I say go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Y'all heard it here. Uh let me Oh my fuck. Yeah, I'll put this on do not disturb. I'm gonna be upset if we get a phone call mid podcast, but uh yeah man work for me. I don't, I don't know, dude. I told you I was working on that book. So which I gotta address with people because I had said I was coming out with a book a while ago on a podcast. And I've been talking about this book, and people nobody, I mean nobody cares about the book, but I been busy. I finished writing it forever ago, but I got to edit it now. And then I'd want to find somebody to send it to, to have them look over, edit, make it sound nice, add in stuff to make it sound all elaborate. And then, then I want to put it out, but uh, I haven't finished it. I'm working on another book for all my games, for all my games, my, my gym people out there, we're going to book for you guys. We're going to do like some supplements and stuff. And then I'm going to come up with a finance book. So I got books dropping. Y'all stay tuned. I'm going to go on a book tour. That's what I'm going to do. Drop a book. I'm going to go across the country, sign two or three autographs per city, and uh, <laughs> go on a book tour. Yeah. Well, uh, you taking any stuff? Nah, bro. You know, no subs? I was, so I was saying creatine, and I first got back to Houston after moving back. I was like, man, you know, I bought this stuff, and I was taking it for a little while, but. And then my creatine expired, and I was like, you know what? I just want to see how it goes. It's doing natural. It's it's different, man. It's like recovery's not as fast. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, oh, shit. I kept getting hurt for, like, the first part. So, I was like, all right, you know, I've been – I was, like, peaked for too long. I was like, I got to dial it mm-hmm. So, I dialed my workout plan back, and I got everything good. And it's cool. Once yeah. you get, like, used to it, I mean, I feel uh, – I feel good. Yeah, body adapts. Yeah, it adapts. Um, I've I've been taking. I don't cycle creatine. Some people cycle they really get on and they get. I've been taking creatine every day, probably five six years straight. I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> I feel, you know, yeah, feel great. Besides my knees, but then it's nothing to do with the creatine. It wasn't like I just, I just didn't feel like buying it. I mean, it's cheap. I just didn't feel like going to the store. Yeah. I just get I get mine on uh, on Amazon. Well, what I do is I found so my my biggest thing when it comes to supplements, you got to find the right brand for you. Mm-hmm. I spent a good portion of my college career looking for the right brand. I didn't want to because well, I found like some some I like in this brand, but I didn't. But a different supplement I didn't like. I wanted to find one brand where I can see all my stuff instead of different things here. Because you know, like some creatine, they got like the flavors that's too chalky, or some protein powders don't mix well. So I, I scavenged the world. I found this brand called Nutripos. And it's, that's what that, all this stuff over there. And I saw it and I was like, it was pretty cheap. So I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot because they have unflavored options. So you can make it flavored whatever you want. So you put your creatine in a Gatorade. It just tastes like the Gatorade because it mixes well. So it doesn't mess with the consistency of the, of the Gatorade or orange juice, apple juice, whatever you want to put in there. So I got unflavored creatine, protein powder, H&B. Ever since then, that's like the only brand I get. And since it's, it's called NutriCost because it's nutrition for a cost-effective price. So like the uh, creatine over there, I think it's 200 servings for, I think it's like 20 bucks. 
or 200, and I only use a stupid day. So it's 200 days worth of creatine for 15 bucks. You know, so yeah. So when I buy, when I do buy it, I don't have to cost, you know, speak to Walmart or GNC, bless you, a couple of weeks, maybe. maybe month tops, 25 service. That's just, and I don't have to keep, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I like that brand. Feeling was I don't feel as big. Like back off to Elkhorn out here, I was on creatine every day. Like I just feel more slim, but the strength wise, like overall strength is there. It's just uh, the endurance. Uh, yeah, for me personally. So well, I might get back on it. Let's see how I feel. Yeah, you could just well, this red uh, creatine is found in red meat. So if you eat red meat, uh-huh. you eat creatine. So some people said it just take creatine, they just eat a ton of red meat and fish do that. But all of this stuff, man, uh, we are, for people that don't, well, I don't know who doesn't know, but Deshaun Watson, 11 game suspension, 5 mil. I don't know. Man, you know what? As a Houston guy, I'm glad we finally moved on. It is so refreshing not having to hear every story every <laughs> week about what's going on. You know, that's, the whole story is still that's, that's a different thing. But just as a football team and a football organization, finally mm-hmm. moving on. All right, now what's coming next? We can start to look at what's new. Oh, thank goodness. We got Davis Mills, who may or may not be right. you know, the long-term guy. But it's like, all right, at least we got some idea for the direction of the football team. Right, yeah. So You can go, for, you can build from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of our teams, I'm not sure what Tyson is going to do here. Man, y'all got rid of your boy. Hey, receiver. Yeah. yeah. Best receiver first, I said. Since in the history of the franchise. <laughs> yeah. Now, I keep, I keep up with uh, reporters for the Titans. They got a slot receiver. I believe it's a slot receiver, Kyle Phillips. Dude is saucy. So I'm interested to see how that's going to work. And then, I, I mean, we did pick up a. Uh, uh, was uh, Robert Woods from the Rams, stellar. We still got Derrick Henry, obviously. We re-signed uh, Westbrook. I forget his full name, but uh, Westbrook. And uh, i trying to think of the – was it a tight end? We got a tight end from the Broncos. No, that's not us. Anyway, like we got pieces. I just, I just don't know. We'll see because – yeah, I'm not sure. I have a question, man. So, do you think the window with Derrick Henry, Henry is going to last long enough for y'all to put it all together again and make another run like y'all had? Yeah. How long do you think he's going to last, though? Like, they, I mean, not like body wise, I think he's fine. But the foot thing is a little suspect. I mean, that's body wise, the foot part of body. But like up top and legs and everything, I think he's great. But foot issues, I don't know. We don't have one foot. Yeah. Then. Uh, well, here's why I said it's going to depend on the season. Yeah. If he comes back, you know, some people come back from their injury better than they were before. So some people are never the same. Uh, so I'm not sure, but I will say depending on how he's going to come out this season, if he comes back and rushes for 2,000 yards, um, but he'll be fine. When he comes back or if he gets older at some point, you think he'll ever change his one side? Uh, that one's tough. He's so reliant on being, you know, just physically dominant. Uh, 
did everybody else. It's like, ooh, could he be like that elusive guy he has to be? I mean, I'm sure he can, but at that Yeah, he, he shown, uh he's shown flashes of him, you know, making a quick move and getting out. Because he's also fast. Yeah. People, you know, people forget, um, I believe, I don't know what year this was, but he was the, he was the number one, he had the number one acceleration in the NFL. You know, they, they track their, you know, they have GPS in the he had the highest uh, acceleration to his top speed in the entire, I, I might have been 2020, 2020. I don't remember when it was. So dude's got speed. Um, but that, that'll be, that'll be interesting. But I think because of how he's built, he's had a while before yeah. that, that, that comes up. But I don't know. That's a good point. But if you look at like guys like Jerome Bettis and Steven Jackson, they were just physically dominant guys that, that dominated for long periods of time without having to become a shifty guy. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see because yeah. it didn't come down to his foot. True. If he if – he, now, I saw that he ran somebody over practice today. So, it looked like he's, he's going to be all right. <laughs> I think he'll be fine. Uh, you know, but later on, it's one of those questions. Man, once he started a little bit older, maybe – if I was – when I start practicing other stuff now – and he might be, yeah, and he might be, you know. So when he needs to use yeah. it, he can use it. We don't, I don't know. That's a good point, though. He can't. I don't care how you can't do it forever. At some point, he'll have to. Because this switch the LeBron thing, you know, he kind of switched his stuff. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he, he's definitely more of like a. He's more of a shooter now. Yeah, I mean, this dude's half court, half court, <laughs> just dunking on air right away. Bullying dudes out there, but I think it'd be cool to watch, man. You know, I got a good team to coach. Kind of. Coach is great. Yeah, coach is great. Y'all made like one questionable decision, probably about the Texans questionable decisions, Dolphins, and those <laughs> teams, the Browns. The, y'all, I don't, I don't put the Titans in that same category. Yeah. Costume franchise decisions, like putting them in the toilet. But, At least not recent. Yeah, okay. recent. Recent. We have had a history of, especially in the draft, some uh, suspect yeah. decision making. But I remember last time I came here, he was asking me about the Rockets, and I told you Christian Wood is not going to be on the team. Did he get traded? He's traded. Where did he go here? I think he went to Dallas for a bunch of role players. Turn up. I don't know where my uh, my iPad's at. This was he got traded, up. bro. He got traded a while ago, like not too long after the season. And the people oh. he got traded for, not trying to you know diminish their careers or anything, but they're not. Oh, oh, I got go, go, go get the iPad. <laughs> go get the iPad. I, I don't remember what team he would have been on. He should be with the Mavs, which they traded him to the Mavs. Was it the Mavs? Well. That's that's a win for him, isn't it? Maybe because Mavs, they're they're a, they were a competing team. Yeah, they were competing. They just needed that extra piece on paper. He would be that extra piece, right. but personality-wise, I don't know if he'd be that extra piece. I don't know how to spell this dude's name. So Seawood. Yep, Dallas Mavs. Yeah. Then we got like. Four role players, nobody big name. Uh, but everybody's like, man, you know, Rockets haven't been lately making a bunch of 
ridiculous trades, getting a bunch of nobody back. You know, the James Harden trade was a whole big deal. We got draft picks. We kind of flipped them into high school. Oh, y'all got Bobon for him. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Sarah. That's a, that's a, I think that's a solid move for the Rockets. I think that's good. Uh, veteran guy. Killed the other guy. But we didn't get, like, a haul for him. It's like, you know, so how much information was not being shown about Christian Wood behind closed doors that these teams know. Like off the court stuff? Yeah. There's no telling. <laughs> Why would the Rockets trade somebody for Dallas? It's not like the first place we, you know, typically would go like rival cities. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, they're same state. Yeah, yeah. down the street, kind of. Yeah, up the street, 45 right. Close to I wanted to see how this whole NBA situation goes team, down. What team are you looking at? All of them? <laughs> Literally. Well, not all of them, but the vast majority of them. Because they're keeping the play in turn. I have a problem with you're going to keep the play. If you want to keep the play tournament because you want to extend the length of the – just open up the playoffs to the top ten teams instead of the top eight. Yeah. Start it. Start it the same the, – whatever, whatever you would start the play in, you could just start the playoffs then and just have ten teams in the playoffs. Or just have all the teams in the playoffs and just have it based on seeding. Give the first two seeds the bye. You match up the second-ranked team with the 14th-ranked team, everybody gets in. Man, you know, how do you feel about kind of pivoting? I think at soccer, they do this. If your team is not good enough, you drop down a level. So, say your NBA team, just like the Rockets, just for names. And if you're doing bad for so long, you drop down to the G League. And you have to play in the G League, become a top three-ish or whatever team in the G League to be reinstated back into the NBA. <laughs> That's interesting. I don't think that would work because getting to the NBA is already so hard. Like not G League. If you're an established the whole team. You know, but that's what I'm saying. But if you're an established franchise in the NBA, making it on that roster, period, is already so tough. That team would easily dominate the G League. That whole team needs to dominate. Yeah, so if you have, like, the bottom three NBA teams get cut and each year two teams get in. I think that's too chaotic. That is way too chaotic. It'll be wild. It'll be wild. I don't know. You, th- that, at that point, your league would have no stability. It, well, I don't know because the G League's a part of the NBA. Yeah, soccer's been doing this for a good minute. And the way they do it. Like, they say it boosts fan output when a team's right on the cusp of being in the NBA. So is that, like, a way to, you know, generate a bunch of money to everybody's, like, making that push to win this, like, pseudo-tournament? Hmm. No. I would be – I would vote against that. <laughs> like, the, the, the cut-and-dry NBA? Yes. Cut. When you're in the NBA, but it eliminate taking. You can't tank. Really, I mean, like, you oh, yeah, because you get kicked out the entire thing? Yeah. Yeah, but all, uh, also if you have every another way to eliminate tape, well, I guess it wouldn't necessarily eliminate tape, uh, but another way to maybe counteract that, have all the teams in the playoffs. So even if you finish last, you still got a shot. 
that you have to go through the number two or three seeds or whatever, <laughs> but you still are in the you still make the playoffs. There is no not making the playoffs. Because then, you know, it's like, uh, what? I don't think it's a professional league that does that. But, you know, like some high schools, all you know, some high schools or some some uh, divisions or whatever, everybody makes the playoffs. But you're playing in the season for your seeding. Because if you get in the first seed, you get an easier route to state or an easier route to the top. Now, I think, I don't say, I'm not saying they should do that. I'm just saying that's a better option than a playing tournament. Because here's my thing with the playing tournament. Just because this is how basketball's been. If you're, you finish eight, one first through eight, you're in the playoffs, right? You have 82 games to get one, to get one through eight. Once the 82 games are over, or once, you know, mathematically, even if you went out, you wouldn't make it. Once you realize that, then, you know, that's when people just stop caring. But if you make it, you make it. Probably the playing tournament, you can be, you can play 82 games, make the seventh seed, and you still have to play a tournament to secure a seed you already are. That's my problem. You're the seventh seed, but now you got to play a tournament to be the seventh seed. You know, you play 82 games to be the seventh seed, right? It's almost the same thing. It's different level. So instead of the playing tournament, you're playing it for the NBA. Now you're playing for the championship. You're playing the playing tournament for the playoffs. No, I get that. But the problem with that is you're talking about two different leagues. Yeah. We're just talking about playoffs. Yeah. We're talking about just to play in the tournament. That's completely different than being kicked out of the whole league. Because if you get kicked out of the league, salaries change. Because the yeah. G League's not making the same as the NBA team. That is where it gets yeah, it gets dicey. Salaries change, revenues change, your uh, resources change. Because if you're Houston Rockets and you get kicked into G League, that Houston Rockets facility, you can't afford that anymore. No, no, well, you did, but you're not in the NBA anymore, so you don't have that money. They're going to be some tax break, but I feel you. I feel you. Right. So that's my, my plan. It's If you're going to do that, just open up two more. Because who, who all plays? So the 7th and 8th seed, uh, it's the 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th seed play for the 7th, 8th, right? Which is ridiculous. If you're the 7th, 8th seed, you have to play for your seed. Well, if you're going to do that, just make the playoffs – 10 seeds. Bam. Problem solved. Because the, pe- the people that are advocating for the plan, oh, it's more, they make more money because it's tough. Well, just, you still make more money if you just treat it as a playoff. Right? You sit it, and if you just start it the same time you start the plan, it's the same shit. And, because here's another problem I have with the playing tournament. The stats you accumulate during that playing tournament, they don't count regular season, they don't count postseason. Because playing's not technically postseason. It's literally a limbo. So now it's like, now you have this whole statistical category of just the playing tournament. It's too much. Just make the playoffs the top 10 seeds. Yeah. Now, uh, what I will say, I'm shitting on the playing tournament. What I will say is the year it was implemented, I completely agreed with it. It was fair because if you had, they started the season, the season got locked down because of COVID like halfway through. So when the season got unlocked, they're going to finish the season. Well, now it's not fair to the teams that are out of the playoff picture because they, you know, they if you have 40 games, you can make a run and end up in the playoffs. But if you take that time away, 
they have no chance to make moves. Or if you're the ninth seed and you're a game behind the eighth seed, shit, you can end up, you know, you can end up eighth seed in two games. True. If they lose two, you win two. But it's not fair if you shut the season down. So I get that they gave like what 10 games or something before the play-in. And then they had to play in tournament to have those bottom seeds. That was fair because they didn't play the whole season. Well, now we're back to 82. Now we're back to 82. The play-in is completely useless. Or it can be done better by just expanding the playoffs to 10 teams instead of eight. Yeah, you know, you put it on the stats to really count. Yeah, they don't, they don't count. How do we do it? I didn't know that. Yeah. I'd be a little mad. Like, man, I got all these great stats. Right. Well, I played in tournament. Took 150 points. They don't go towards eight. Like, that. Yeah, that's cold. That's cold. It's just weird. But again, if it's a part of the NBA now, that I can do, but I'm still watch. But I'm still gonna, still gonna complain about it. Oh, but yeah, sports, sports, sports. Love sports. Um, you've been, have you been doing jujitsu at all? Nah, I messed my shoulder pretty bad. Uh, long time ago, a couple years ago. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go back again. Then I messed my shoulder up again, like two weeks ago. So I'm like, I think I'm gonna switch to. Cause I'm going to the doctor Monday. I probably got an appointment. I got insurance. I like, I <laughs> so I'm gonna go to the physical therapist and you know all that crap. So, you know, if it give me a shot or something, I don't know what they're gonna do. I'm not a physical therapist, but uh, I'll see what they do. If it's cool, I might start back again. Get more get the box. Yeah, I play boxing less stress on the shoulders. I think the kickboxing. It's just regular boxing. It's like that, man. Once you open up the box and just MMA, you can't just go back to boxing. Really? Because it's so like, ooh, it's not that real. They, they can't use their legs. Right, yeah. So the whole distance and everything from the range in which they fight is not the same. It's not real. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, the kickboxing. Yeah, I'm going to probably go back. I want to get you. Yeah, I want to get something like that. Hold on. I ain't too much AC on. But, oh, I got a paper on my door. Oh, here it is. That asphalting. Or asphalting department. We'll say, when does it start? The 22nd. Was that Monday? Yeah. Yeah, phase three. Now I have to park all the way in the front and walk all the way over. Yeah. I want to get the boxing, but boxing is still cool, though. I'm not saying it's not real. I mean, to a degree, you're taking one element off the game, but it's still pretty cool. Pretty cool. But uh, school's been good. Bro, speaking of school, so I sat down my supervisor. So, first of all, I haven't submitted my paperwork yet for my master's. You know, I finished it, I passed it, I haven't submitted it. That's what we're working on this summer, yes, submitted. Because you gotta get all these approvals. But I sat down and I, I was sitting down and I was looking at the classes I was taking and just making sure I'm on track, right? I looked, I'm supposed to graduate next spring. Our credit hour wise. So I'll be at 81 next spring. I was like, whoa, seems kind of fast. I'm not, I'm not even close to like even starting my dissertation, right? And so uh I prob so I gotta get myself submitted because if you get it submitted and apply for that master's thing, it takes away 30 credit hours. 
So yeah, it like yeah. resets my time. So I won't I won't graduate till fall of or is spring of twenty twenty four, I think. Yeah, the next spring. That makes sense. Yeah. Because so, uh, I'm working on a paper now. We're planning on having that published next I wrote it down somewhere. I'm planning on that published next spring. And then next spring of twenty twenty three till spring of twenty twenty four. Is I'm just working on straight dissertation paper and getting ready for my defense. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know, dude. Yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird. Do you feel? I talked to a few of my other PhD friends. Uh, they kind of all in different spots. One guy, I've been cool. We started at the same time too. He dipped out, got a master's, and he said he might go back, but he will look older. So he's the same age as me. So it's like, I don't know if I'm gonna go back, I don't know. So, you know, it's like the whole commitment, money wise, y'all don't make enough money. It's tough out there. It's work industry life is so, it could be so comfortable, man. Really? Like, we, we got we to gotta raise this. Yeah, it's like an extra 250 a month. You know, it's not bad, but I, I still can't live off of just my UTSA. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so I'm working. She does. Yeah, I'm out of uh, good life. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. It's a cool life, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad to graduate. I keep my cost of living consistent the same for right now. So I'll probably keep this for a year just to stack up some money. Right, because, yeah, keep the cost of living. What are you doing? With the, what's the plan the house? So, starting a fund, uh, house renovation fund. Just you know, save the top of the house. Right. So I'm starting that. Well, I bought a new refrigerator because our refrigerator had been out for I don't know, a long time. So we had like lukewarm every day. And I'm like, how about like how we live? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we just had it's not horrible. Like we, we couldn't get ice, nothing but freeze except one small section in the refrigerator the freezer, and then that stopped. I'm like, I can't freeze them. <laughs> so my lemonade, I had a laugh, bro. I got so mad. It was, you know, we had like 100 degree weather. Right. Back to back, to back for weeks. I opened up, I poured a glass of lemonade. I was like, this is going to be so great. And it was so just room temp. I was mad. <laughs> I was mad. I like room temp lemonade. And I would have threw the cup down if I didn't want to clean it up. I'm like, man, you know what screw this. I'm like, I'll take my bank account. I'm like, all right, man, I've been working at the job for a minute now. I didn't get no refrigerator. It's refrigerator, what up in price? Oh, yeah, dude. It's like a technology in that. I got the basic of the basic, and it still cost me $1,000. Is that a big one? Like yeah. a full size? Just like the, you know, top freezer, uh, bottom, the classic one, the bottom door, but it's like me. Put a bunch of stuff in that thing. Sounds about right. Yeah. Man, everything's getting expensive. But I got a few other things I need to fix. Um, renovations, all of that. So maybe next year it could be cool. So I'm starting to look for a house at the same time next year. So, are you going to keep the house you have now or are you going to sell it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You going to rent it out? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do this time. Like if, if you're from Houston, and you know what that whole industrial side is like, versus like San Antonio, man, you come out here, the air is nice. Like my side, you walk outside, you can smell the air, like the chemicals in the air. Really? Ooh, man, they're slowly killing us. <laughs> like they're slowly for sure. They legit are. It's like, ah, you know what? I'm gonna do this. You gonna move north or west? 
I'm still being used to it. So I'm debating. I want to move to a black Either a woman awards, they're trying to reach for all awards. It's a whole different conversation. So either there, or Acres Home. You're from Houston, you know Acres Home, one of the largest black communities in the South, just Anchorage wise. You site there, or maybe Parallel. So that's, I don't know, you know, from Houston. So that's like near third award is U of H, TSU. No. Anyway, close to the city, in the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not moving. I have a lot of shit. But I told myself, so when I graduate, the plan is to move back to Middle Tennessee. Or the, the end game is to move back to Middle Tennessee. If I got to take some detours, like maybe I get an offer in Miami or offer, you know, I'll take some detours. But the end game is back to Middle Tennessee. Um, but I was saying, if I end up getting, let's say, you can say, like, hey, we'll hire you. Right out of the program, you know, with a postdoc or whatever. Uh, I'm not, if I'm living, if I stay in San Antonio, I'm not moving from this apartment until I know I'm out of town. Like I'm moving towns just because I'm not moving all this shit. Not again. Well, I didn't have all of this when I moved, but now it's even more. Unless they pay for movers, then I'll, you know. They paid a relocation fee for my job. If I was living on here still, they would have gave us a, a, a stipend or whatever to relocate. Yeah, that I would do. But, you know, if I'm, my job's, you know, if I stay in San Antonio, I wouldn't need to move. Unless it was, like, on the other side of town, and it would just make more sense to do that, then I would. And if they were willing to pay just for me to move across the city, then yeah. I would do that. But... I don't know, dude. I've been looking at Miami, or I've been looking at Florida. I kind of want to spend some time in Florida, just just to say I did and see what it's like in Florida before I head on back to Tennessee. 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 <laughs> great, great state, but Florida. I see too many loose alligators. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about Florida. I see a ton of loose alligators. There was an old seven-year-old woman that got killed by alligator at that in that little what's she coffin or something, so. or some type of I don't know, but two alligators tore apart. Sounds about right. And there's you know I saw I saw a video today. This alligator was just on the ground, and it was trying to bite a dude. It was a small alligator, maybe like three feet, two and a half. Picked up by its neck, carried it. Threw it into the water. I was like, I'm not trying to live somewhere where that's going to be normal. Especially, <laughs> yeah, man. Dogs, kids, like, especially trying to raise kids. That's some shit you got to shit you got to worry about. You don't have to worry about that in Texas. You do. Gators? Yeah, East Texas. Once you get to Houston, that's when they get us. Oh, okay. Houston, I get the job. Y'all, I'm talking about San Antonio. Like, there's a lot of people sitting here. Yeah, I'll be kind of scared. Yeah, that's like, oh, what's going on? They're meeting. I'm just kidding. No, I, I, Houston, I'm sure, because you got the. Yeah, we brought up like the Pulacanula Bayou City. So we were like, yeah. right at the beginning, like, oh, Gator territory. Right, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Louisiana, and all the swamps. Yeah, look, yeah any, anything where Gators can, are just in your, could pull up your backyard like, like that, uh, I don't know. Supposedly, someone found a gator a long time ago in my neighborhood. 
90s after Tropical Storm. Oh, like the right storm like relocated to here yeah. somewhere. Free food. Oh, we're going cooping today too. Oh, oh yeah, you mentioned that. Cool. You ready? Yeah. I scored a point. <laughs> <laughs> bro, bro, people, I say this, and people be like, oh, man, that's bad. I'm like, man, you know, people see me on the court, and I, they look at it, oh, man, this guy can play just because, you know, I'm athletic, right. slim, kind of long. All right, let me guard this dude with everything. I'm like, guys, you know, now uh, they they put the defense. Yeah, like they only. Yeah, they don't give me a break. So I'm like, you know, I'm at the new. I'm at, I'm hooping for the first time at my job. There's some people up there. They see me. They're like doing the moves, and I'm like, well, come on, you got guarding this other guy. Like he can open shots. Why y'all look on me? Like, you know what I'm saying? That's the deal, bro. The same thing happened. You did shoot, man. Everybody like, oh man, this guy. I think I got. Oh, they eyeing you like, oh, I can't, I can't go hold, I can't go yeah. hold back on. Yeah, like, right, man. I get tired too. Yeah. This would be the first time we pooped since pre-COVID, right? Yeah, no, we hooped after COVID, but outside court, right? Yeah, we just that wasn't right. really hooping though. Yeah, so this would be the first time we pooped for us since pre-COVID. Yeah, twenty nineteen. <laughs> oh, somebody, somebody had asked me. Uh, we'll get back to it. All right, somebody had asked me. My experience uh, as at UTSA, and I keep forgetting we only had one regular semester at UTSA. I forgot. I we've I've been it's been this whole COVID half online, half in person thing since I got here. Yeah, I completely forgot. We only had one semester who uh cooping on Fridays at the the red, and then COVID was that that spring. Well, we had a semester and a half because it didn't happen until spring break. But I was like, dang, I haven't really had an experience. I don't, I just go to the office, I go home. Oh, you know, grad school, we're older. You know, I got a life. I'm growing up. <laughs> I'm trying to be that campus guy. Yeah, like, you know, it's not like my undergrad. Even though I was an undergrad, I was not. But it's not like I'm an undergrad trying to meet people. I'm good. Yeah. I'm here to get my degree and get out. True. But, uh, yeah, it, the, the gyms out here, they're, well, I was gonna say they're chill, but it is a gold's gym. But the the Friday crew is chill. Don't nobody be doing all that shit talking. Most people that go on Friday, they're there just to stay in shape and they love basketball. That's pretty much it. You don't got the guys in there with the egos that that's out there trying to play for a 10-day contract. Like there's not niggas like that out there, but so it's usually now every Friday now I tell you, it's only far. Every now and then we'll have AAU uh, rejects pull up <laughs> thinking that they still got it, yeah. trying to end up on World Star. It's like, dude, chill out. Jeez. I got work tomorrow. Yeah. That shit. Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel like job. We Tuesdays at five. I'm like, we outside. It's hot. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it's already hot, bro. I'm not sure. You know, I got to be here tomorrow at you know, a certain time. Yes, I got work tomorrow, bro. But and then I'm gonna try not to go too hard because we got the test in the morning, and then we'll do the whole gym chronicles. I remember one Saturday or one Friday night, I flew super hard. I think I might have played ten games. Jeez. Man, you know how hard it was that next morning because uh, Friday nights I'd stay up playing Elgin Ring super late, and I get up. We get up at seven. Oh yeah, basically. 
So you get here at 7 more. I stay up till midnight, 1 a.m. Get up at 7, you know, you play tail. So my body's exhausted. Man, I get to the gym. I'm trying to warm up. I can barely warm up. I'm so tight. And even though basketball is just, it's basically legs and cardio, it still affects your bench numbers because your body's exhausted. So, like, that's why last week I didn't go. I didn't play. I played, I played like, six games, but I didn't play as hard. I just was, like, reserve myself. So last Saturday, uh, last Saturday was fine just because I didn't, like, destroy myself at the gym. But, but yeah. It should be cool, man. I haven't hooped. I hope started hooping. So this will be my third game this morning. I don't know. All right, now. I think, I'm back, something. I think I'm back in shape. You know, I, you'll meet this one dude uh, named Kim. As, if, if it's me, you, and Kim, we'll be straight. Because all he wants is he just wants people that play defense. So that's uh, so all I, I can still play defense. I'll block a few shots. So I know you will. <laughs> dude, heavy at the rim. So <laughs> like, that's all you do. Do long as sorry. <laughs> Man, I hit that boy. That was a big shot. People don't realize how long my arms are. Yeah, man. It's yeah. kind of misleading. They're like, oh, shoot. But, oh, sad. Yeah. But, yeah. Man, we got enough chemistry. Oh, but that's all I got, man. Same. Rest up. We got about an hour 15. All right. Y'all heard it here on the strip with my guy, Xavier. Y'all stay tuned uh, for the YouTube. We're going to hit. Jim Chronicles, and we'll show you guys the the PRs we don't hit. All right, we're out. We'll catch you guys next time. I'm gonna chase my dreams, my life. Has-